The views and opinions expressed by the Love Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times of Good People Company proudly presents the Love Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. Hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 66. Oh, little Donald, haven't you learned anything about email? But before we get started, let's introduce today's panel. So, we've got our returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He's the owner of Liquid 9 Entertainment and Investments, as well as having interest in Riga Whiskey and Office Works. And uh, Big Dave Elliott, he is the owner of C&P Construction. And the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. Part, so, part two. <laughs> uh, so, uh, before we get into important things, let's get into important things. So, what are we drinking? Um, our bartender, Ben, couldn't stay today, um, but he did leave the recipe for da, 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 Chris O'Connor's favorite drink, the Pendergast. Uh, the original recipe for the Pendergast uh, calls for bourbon, but uh, Jay Rieger's Kansas City Whiskey uh, makes a damn fine cocktail as well. Um, uh, and for you discriminating drinkers out there, I think you will like it. So, how do you make it? Uh, it's one and a half ounces of uh, Rieger Whiskey, uh, a three quarter ounce of uh, Doolin Sweet Vermouth, half ounce of Benedictine and three or four dashes of Angostura bitters. Uh, you combine that in a mixing glass and stir of ice, strain into a chilled rocks glass without ice, and then garnish with lemon zest. Absolutely. And that technically is the O'Connor Pendergast. Ah. The real well, one uses Buffalo Trace. Well, actually, the funny thing is, uh, they actually do on the, on the uh, Jay Regal website, they actually call that the Pendergast 2.0. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we a long discussion. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, what are we smoking? Uh, so today we are smoking the uh, Ashton Estate Sungrown. Um, it's a spicy, full-bodied uh, staple on the top shelf of the Dominican cigar brands. Uh, each year since 2006, uh, Ashton has featured and released their own ESG blend. Uh, made by my favorite cigar house, by the way, Fuente, um, uh, in various shapes. Um, only uh, a limited number of these sticks are produced uh, as these tobaccos are quite rare uh, and they are quite special. So, uh, everybody out there in podcast land, if you are a smoker, please get yourself an Ashton uh, State Sun Grown. You'll be, you'll be happy with it. Uh, and Make yourself a Pendergast. I think you'll enjoy. So, um, let's see. We've uh, we've gone through what we're drinking. We've gone through what we're smoking, and let's get into today's RIPs. So, um, for me, um, I happen to see one that uh, was uh, close and personal to me, um, and that is Christopher Fresh Kid Ice Wong. He's a founding member of. The Two Live crew, uh, he passed away at 53. Um, and it just said of medical issues. It didn't, it didn't give any um, real reasonings. Uh, did anybody else have any? There were two others that happened in the last two days. So one was George Romero, the horror film director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a biggie. Uh, Zombie. Awesome. Schlock movies yeah. are great. And Martin Landau. Yes, yes. I think that may have been today. Uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday. 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 He was 89. Okay. He was 89, yeah. So, yeah, those are both interesting ones, too. So, uh... I'm going to tie one more in. 
Oh, okay. And, and this kind of, I want to go for the Peapop podcast, I have to listen to our last two episodes that was important as we were dealing with the relationship between, you know, the community and the police. Um, and we should have brought this up last week because it was a good counter to some of the things we were talking about that the officer that got assassinated in New York City. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this stuff, that's, that's, that's scary stuff. And they're just doing their job and sitting in their vehicles and random person comes up and randomly picks out an officer with this bullet in her head. That's, you know, she was a, a mother, had a, had a mother living with her. She had two or three kids, single mother, taking care of all these people. And they got to start realizing, these aren't your enemies. These are just folks like you, and these are their jobs. And this, this is really scary when... Well, uh, deeper, I, and I definitely do not want to rehash the last two podcasts because we've already done them. <laughs> no, I don't, but I want to bring that up. I'll throw out two others for him to throw out that one. There's the Australian woman who was shot and killed yeah. uh, for no reason at all. And then Today. there was a uh, kid in Dallas who was shot, once again, driving away from an officer. Uh, and they shot and killed him, and the Dallas Police Department fired him today. So uh, Don't drive away from an officer either. Mm-hmm. Now they, they, they fired him, and they, he had no reason to pull his weapon of any kind. Uh, and so there's, it's, I, I it goes, they it should goes shooting, but they need to learn to do what the officers asking them to do. You, you can't just be a cop that pulls somebody over for no reason, looking for a crime, and then shoots you when you're leaving a scene. That doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. So apparently, the the Dallas uh, Police Department agrees as they fired his ass on the spot. And there's going to be a huge, oh, huge lawsuit. I would agree. It. I would agree with that. Yeah. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon www.patreon.com forward slash loft party podcast you can find all of our links below and now back to our regularly scheduled program and we are back and uh, before we get too deep let's play a quick party game uh so you can only choose one concert uh which one would you choose michael jackson bob marley Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, Jimi Hendrix, Prince, Amy Winehouse, or Kurt Cobain. Of course, that would be Nirvana. So we have to pick from this list. And these are all, 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 all people who have passed. If you could, if you had the opportunity to miraculously go to one of these concerts, which one would you go? So to? we could pick like the one who's passed, and then maybe one who's live now. Well, and which is That's actually which question. is actually okay. my next question. Okay. Go for it, Chris. Uh, for me, it would definitely. I've, I've seen Nirvana a couple times already, so I would go with Prince. Prince, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, for me, it would probably be Prince. That's um, the one person that uh, didn't. I didn't get a chance to see live uh, when he was alive, and I really would have loved to see see Prince. Um, uh, actually, uh, right now we're being joined in the podcast studio uh, by Adrian Lewis. He is uh, uh, he is in uh, management in the manufacturing sector, and uh, uh, he is uh, coming right in during the party game section. Um, and so the question is, if you can go to one concert, uh, which one would you choose? Uh, Michael, Bob Marley, Notorious Big, Pac, Hendrix, Prince, Amy Winehouse, or Kurt Cobain? Oh, don't make it easy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it real easy for you. Make it easy. Well, he thinks about that. I can give you my answer on it. Yeah. I'm an old school guy, and Bob Marley. That, yeah. Bob yeah. Marley, a Bob Marley concert had to be one of the most kick-ass, get stoned, live, laugh, love, party down concerts that you could ever go to. That had to be the most kick-back, laid-back, kicking-ass concert you could possibly go to. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that, that definitely. You listen to Bob Marley live. That's man. definitely my they number were two on this list, and that's only because I've uh, seen Biggie, and uh, and it's and only because I'm a I'm probably as big a Bob Marley fan as I am a Michael Jackson fan, so that's kind of hard really? for me to flip the coin. Yeah, I really, that about yeah, no, I love Bob Marley. I, 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 I actually, Marley. I've actually got a I'll very lose, expensive. I'll lose Marley about once every two weeks. Yeah, I actually got a really expensive box set of Bob Marley at home, <laughs> and uh, I th and I think I don't know if I pulled it out in years, but I think I to go, I wore grooves in those CDs. I so now you have something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to pull out the old Bob. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? No, I'm a female. Which which of these concert sounds? Mine would be Michael. Michael. Yeah. yeah. What about an album's female number two? Probably Michael also. Okay. Yeah. Just because I guess with my age, I haven't really listened to anyone else other than maybe you, a couple of Kurt Cobain and. I'm so you would understand Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I, well. You listened to Nirvana well, a little bit. He before she was born. Yeah. I mean, I went through a, I went through a phase of being born in '99. I wanted to watch all of his documentaries and stuff like that, but probably my. Do you admire Amy Winehouse? I mean, you know, I mean, she was an outstanding artist. I mean, yeah. you talk about totally screwed up chick, but still, she, she <laughs> totally. I mean, I that, that her songs were wonderful. Yeah, I think I only know a couple of them. So. I think it's Michael for me because I know so much of his. Catalog, He's yeah. a phenomenal. I mean, I you know. Yeah. Can you moonwalk? Perform. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I even want to try. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Andrew? Uh, I'd have to say Bob Marley one, and I have to go with a number two with Jimmy Hendrix. Hendrix. Uh, simply just I'm, I'm so familiar with the rest of the artists. Yeah. And um, you know videos, you know. War shows, all that good stuff. Uh, of course, Kurt Cobain died when I was in high school, yeah. so um, I, I didn't really get a chance to appreciate as much as Bar Marley as I do now. Mm. Uh, and and with Jimmy, I think he died well before I knew he existed. Yeah, and, and and so young too. Yeah, he died really young. Part of the Twenty Six Club. Was yeah, 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 yeah. Part of that weird Twenty Six Club. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, so these were all artists that have passed away. Now, if there's one artist that's alive, who would you want to go see? Well, for me, it's always going to be R.E.M. Always. <laughs> uh, just high school. Augusta, Georgia. I grew up with them. You know, they are a huge influence on my life when I was a kid. So uh, any chance I had to see them, and I've seen them a hundred times. Oh, okay. But any chance I could ever get to see them again, okay. I would definitely do that. Okay. Well, I was, my father played old school music all day, all night. So I got like Frankie Beverly and Maze completely jammed in my <laughs> in my soul. Now, he played the, the old school crooner or uh, the, uh, the lady, now, you know, now the lady stuff. He played the lady stuff yeah, all day long. So. Man, this is funny because like my like like I've never I love Frankie Beverly and Maze, right. but I've never wanted to see him but I think it was because every year like clockwork they played Chicago okay. every year so like my parents went several times in fact every so you associated with like old people no 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 <laughs> no because once again I do love Ray Mays I just everybody that I've ever known who's gone to a show has been older and they've seen their show so many times they've said man they're doing the same exact show. So and so I've never felt like, well, I want to see it only because I've known so many people who've seen them uh, that it that that never popped in my head. But that's a good one. I would think Adrian unassociated with old people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I'm telling you, man. It's, it's just a different appreciation, man. You got oh, to pull out your joy and pain and your back of style again <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> well, this isn't my show that I would go to, but to get with it. My black girlfriend a lot back in the late 70s, early 80s, was kind of unusual back in the day down in Auburn. 
and she took me to a Teddy Pendergast show. Oh, and you want to talk Ooh. about the ladies going <laughs> stupid. I mean, just absolutely berserk over this man. Was this Walter Teddy? Was this? Yeah, it's Walker Teddy or Wheelchair Teddy. Wheelchair No, no, it's Walker Teddy. Walker Teddy. Oh, yeah. Walker Teddy. That was the prime. Probably 1979. That was the prime. So this is Tom Jones. He was like Tom Jones. He was the black Tom Jones. You're right. Yeah, that was that was turn off the lights. Turn them off. It was like holy cow, man. I never seen anything like that in my life. Of course, I've never been to a big R&B concert like that. It blew me away. But my band this evening at this live, I've always been an Allman Brothers fan, but geez, Greg is dead, Butch Trucks is dead, they're all dying, so I can't really use them anymore. I would have to say you two. I, I think you two is, is constant yeah. endurance and constant evolution and, yeah. you get your and shot constant endurance. revolution of what they are. Yeah, we do. I think Michelle and I are going to be up in uh, New Hampshire for my father's. Uh, yeah. I got to do my father-in-law's memorial service yet. They're another band that haven't missed a concert since Joshua Tree, and I don't even particularly—they're not my favorite band. They just put on an amazing concert. Amazing Who's show, that? yeah. You too. Yeah. Yep. What about you? I think that's harder for me. Um, like, you want to go to a show that's really hard to go to, like, you know, Jay and Kanye, but would I really care? No. <laughs> um, but then, I, I would, you know, I would I, care. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. would be awesome, but, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, I don't know. That's a hard one for me. So I've heard so many, you know, like, just gonna sound so horrible but like Katy Perry and Pink they all put on phenomenal shows you know and like I probably know most show. of their yeah most yeah. of their catalog but you know I don't I don't know that's so much more difficult one for me yeah. yeah it probably would be like Jay and Kanye though yeah. and Jay and Kanye and Beyonce Concert. <laughs> right, like the, the, the holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, yeah. That would probably be. They gotta yeah. start getting along again first. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week it'll be something different. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I say I know you weren't going to talk, but since you've been asked to talk no, more than once, does need to have the input on this. I think I have such a wide music variety. Mm, that's why it's I could, for me. Yeah, I could go to a Roscoe Splats concert or I could go to a Beyonce concert or I could go to a Biggie concert. Like Whatever concert I would want to go to, I would just enjoy pretty much anything. I mean, like, coming out of that household, I could do nothing. <laughs> like, I go to Pussy yeah, concerts with my dad or I'll go to a Drake concert with Mario. So it's just like, those are two very different very groups right there. So yeah. I mean... And we have yeah. gone to a couple of drag concerts. Yeah. I mean, I will always yes, love to go to my husband's concert. I will always be down for my man Aubrey. So uh, that's Drake for anybody out there in podcast land. If I say she, she, she yeah, does she claim does. him personally. Just switch the H and the I, and I'm already. Isn't he still playing at Canadian malls? Isn't that his thing? <laughs> <laughs> if I say, please don't get don't get swung on. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm probably we've only missed one concert. He's almost seen me. Okay, he's only, almost talked to me. I was the, close. Yeah, the only reason was by the time we knew he was coming, the tickets were already sold out. Mario slipped up. Well, it was lucky because the second time we went was because he actually came back. Mm -hmm. Two times because we missed the first time he came, mm -hmm. and Mario was like, "Psych, here we go." Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you He's know how you get, all you gotta do is go down the plaza. He's always they always stay at the what was it, the Intercontinental? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if they're in town. Don't tell her that. girls down there waiting in the lobby. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there already has been before. Say, probably so. is already. Yeah. I'm sure they have some tunnel exit, so yeah. they don't, you have to walk through. They the come lobby. through the back garage. What about yeah. you, Rio? Um, actually, it's probably the same. You know what? Actually, I'm kind of the same uh, as Rihanna. I'm, I've got such a wide swath of, of acts that I like. Um, probably just just purely for difficulty of get of the get, uh, like the Jay and Kanye yeah. and, and Beyonce and stuff like that. Um, but I will say, um, I was gifted for Father's Day. Uh, a pair of tickets to uh, 
to the Kendrick Lamar concert, which I'm very excited about. And uh, so I'm going to go and see that in August. That's and uh, so, yeah, so that, so I'm excited about that. That's actual <laughs> rap music. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to a rap concert, and I'm going to be really happy about it. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do. Time to rejoin the conversation. And we are back. And, okay, here we go. Party politics. Dun, 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 dun. So, Donald Trump Jr. and the email heard around the world. <laughs> I don't really care who starts. <laughs> this, the hilarious, as a matter of fact, you know what? Let's start with Mr. O'Connor, because before I even... Okay, so for Inside Baseball, for anybody out there in podcast land, I sent a text out saying, uh, on our next recording, this is what we're going to be talking about. Um, so before I could even get the text out, uh, <laughs> Chris sent me a text saying... So we talk about Donald. Oh, we talk yeah. about Donald. He just said email. Right. Said email. All right. And uh, right. Exactly he said we talk about email. Email, right? And I was like, email? He was like, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. I said, oh, absolutely. We're talking about that. And so I guess we'll start. The most famous email in the world right now. Yeah. What a complete moron just to start. Uh, and here's <laughs> what I'm going to get. And I, I find this to be so disingenuous. And this is why I think that this potentially will be the downfall of uh, the Trump presidency is I don't care if the email was sent before the Russian stuff started. The Russian stuff's been going on for about a year. They've been asking about it. If nothing happened, you would have released it. And I don't know why they don't ever get ahead of a story. Like, just put it out there. If nothing happened, it would have been super easy to put it out there at any time. It's not like you forgot about meeting with a Russian government attorney, you don't forget it. <laughs> you I would, think, I would think you would not forget that. At experience. least you would have checked your day planner and made sure that, oh, yeah, I guess it didn't. <laughs> you would have been looking. So It's just so dumb. I, mean, I don't understand why they don't get in front of this. Yeah, like everybody has been saying from the beginning, you know, I had no contact with Russians, I didn't meet with any Russians, and every single person has had contact and or met with a Russian. I mean, this, this, is, getting, this is getting ridiculous at this point. All three in the meeting did not disclose it. Yeah. It was insane. Exactly. Like, exactly. You guys are just idiots. <laughs> you know, it's just so stupid. Did you guys hear the news today about the lawyer, their lawyer? Yeah. About not... Well, if it was, you know, if the Secret Service thought it was so nefarious, why didn't they stop it? And the Secret Service came back and said, we weren't watching him. Right. It wasn't our job to at the time. Yeah, yeah. he was a candidate, not... Well, this right. happened he in wasn't June. a candidate. This, this wasn't in June of 2016. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he was a candidate. Like he wasn't... He didn't have a lot of staff at that time either. No, but they were watching Trump because he was the candidate. They yeah. weren't watching his family yeah. why, or friends. Why would they be? Yeah, is that, is that? But I guess that's my point. The lawyer's like, well, you know, it's the Secret Service fault. No, it's really not. No, when you know <laughs> they've been talking about this for a year and you do not disclose it on your White House clearance form, which is a crime, that's a federal crime, 
to not disclose that. Well, and they're more, they were originally more concerned that, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, There's your Kushner. Yes, that he's the only one that's actually on staff in the White House. Right, so Trump Jr. is technically not on staff, but he does have clearance there. He does. So in order to get clearance, you have to disclose it on a legal document that, mm-hmm. that provides you the status to be able to go into the White House, and he did not. And none of them did. Kushner had to go back and revise his yeah. later. And so, well, he revised his later, but I don't even think he included that at that time. I don't know if he did or He didn't, didn't but I because they were talking about that, that he, had decl- that he went back and uh, revised it to disclose other things right. and still didn't disclose this one. Yeah, it, the whole so, thing's just bizarre. I mean, yeah. it's just that like yeah. you don't forget a meeting when that's all people have been talking about for a year. And then I love that Trump was tweeting, I'm so proud of my son for being so transparent. I know. No, the New York Times yeah. is about to put the email. Right. How did they get the info? Somebody somehow got on his computer, took a picture of the screen of the email, and leaked it out. I don't care. That's exactly I mean, what happened. That doesn't yeah. bother me. But, in the but this, but isn't that no, somewhat yeah, problematic? No, no, not at all. No, you know, I, me at they all. have so many. They've had so many. That's they really not fair, though. I mean, we're mad that that WikiLeaks steals emails and sends them out, but you're not. I mean, you have to. You have to what? be fair. Like it's not okay to go in and do something, you know, like that. It but is when you think it's illegal. That's a fine line. It's okay for one side, but not okay for the other. That's a very fine line. I mean, to me, there's a there's a huge difference between somebody somebody close to him saying, you know what, this this was not cool, and giving that information to uh, a legitimate journalistic source versus. Dumping every document under the sun to WikiLeaks. I mean, to me, that really is. I guess my question is, though, how did they know to go in and look for it? Well, you know? well that's the reason why I said it. Maybe somebody got on it and looked, and possibly they even got paid. Well, to get shame on him for not having his computer. Well, I'm not saying that. It was the that. worst cover up uh, in the history of mankind. Um, uh, I'm about to say, I, see, I see you. I'm, I'm, I'm mulling over this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. I, I was sold when Flynn asked for immunity. I was there. Like, I was done there. The the email part of it is just pretty much more compounding information of just what we already know. There's been something going on with Russia for quite some time. Um, You know, they're financing golf courses, and they have financial interest in what you're doing business-wise, then... Oh, but Trump is... At an arm's length from his business now. No, no. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing in the world. It, there's, there's been so much of uh, uh, what I, I don't. With, with Ivanka and her husband being involved. I've never seen people that close to you be involved in your, administ- your administration. I think yes. that's, just, that's just a conflict of interest in itself. Yeah, not. Okay, so when you go back to like the Kennedys, uh-huh. you know, his brother. Of course, had a job in the government, the attorney general. But when you're talking about like your, like your top advisor who's in the office next door to you, is very different than having a, a a job, maybe even a high high job in in government, but they're not in the building with you mm-hmm. <laughs> every day. And like that, it just this whole thing. You know how you know you know they always use the phrase you know that that's that that seems fishy, like what have you ever actually smelled when 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 fish is fishy, like this 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 smells like that this smells like <laughs> this smells like a fish market that <laughs> has it's got three day old fish a Mexican fish market on a really bad day <laughs> yeah it's, it's like it's, it's hot outside yeah it's, this is the beach window at five p.m. <laughs> Give me a moment. Because you know, I'm more of a Trump guy and everything. Yeah. I mean, they have been going after this now. They've had nine or ten times they've been able to try to nail them on something. They can't find something. They can't find something. They can't find something. They're digging and digging and digging and digging as hard as they can. And now they think they got the golden goose. I don't know. Were they saying they couldn't find? Hang on. Hang on. Let me finish. Now they got the golden goose. So they think that they can impeach Trump. That's been the whole thing. We've had that talk already. It takes three-quarter of Congress. They're not going to impeach him. 
Yeah. All this, all this is just trying to keep everything away from any agenda he's trying to do. This is total distraction. They're going to continue it until the 2018 elections. They're going to continue it on beyond that. This is, they're constantly, constantly, constantly on this. Just like the Republicans were constantly, constantly, constantly on Hillary. Yeah. All right, no different. And she was just as stupid as he was. I mean, she did a lot of stupid shit. I mean, we can't deny that. I mean, she sold the uranium to the Russian government and took money and Bill and did a half million dollar speaking thing. I mean, this is, they're just as guilty in any way as anybody else. It's just that they won't get prosecuted because of the way the mainstream media is. Well, she actually was. You got to realize, here's, here's something, here's an interesting fact. Right now, Trump has only had 46 of his nominees appointed. At this point, Bush and Obama both had over 120. Yeah. So, so this is you got obstructionist people that don't want to get him moving on things. You look at what he's done on foreign policy; he's really done a pretty good job. The ISIS ISIS problem is 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 in big trouble right now. They're they're handling North Korea fairly well. That's a difficult situation to handle. They've also gone in, in into Polo, Poland and NATO, and he's stirred it up a little. But he has been very presidential in a lot of the things he's done there. Trump is not a total fool. And maybe he's a puppet and maybe he just knows how to read off the teleprompter, but we can't say that Obama was a pretty good teleprompter reader, too. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is just keep apples to apples here and see, realize what this really is. You know, this isn't enough here to convict anything. They will pound it all they can, and they will try to destroy him in any way they can. There is an element out there that doesn't want Trump. They wanted to impeach from the get-go. No, I agree with that. And, and this, this element is constantly going to be after him until they, they either drive him out of office. This is not good for America. But is, this is not good for our politics because if it switches over the other way and we have a Democratic presidential candidate that gets elected, they're going to look for the dirt every which way. There's nobody that's free of sin in politics. Everybody's always looking for dirt, but it is not a defense to say, well, just because the other person did guilty things, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't go after him. You know, they're all bad, so let's just not investigate this. They, they have a reason for investigating. They don't appoint don't say special don't prosecutors and all that kind of stuff just for no reason. And the things that keep coming out and the way that they're coming out, in particular... Are what makes me think something is really off base here. It's, it's absolutely bizarre that Trump Jr. would not have put this email out way ahead of time. They'd have saved themselves all this trouble. I don't disagree with you there, but just think about this. They have what they call opposition research, right? So it's June of 2016. Trump doesn't have a huge staff. Generally, if opposition, somebody came in with this, and somebody down about the 10th level is going to go meet with this person. It and wasn't go, the 10th Wait a minute, no. It was the campaign the, manager. It was Trump. I'm, I'm not a big politician. But they didn't have a whole lot of people below those people. If if me, I'm not the brightest guy in the room. Yes, you are. Don't give me that shit. Uh, but I'm going to say if just if I was planning on running and my sister or my brother or my uncle or my cousin plans on having a meeting on my behalf, that to me, in its just plain sight, is just a conflict of interest. I, I don't think that Trump thinks that way. I think that. He kind of has trust in them. I don't know that he even necessarily knew about it at the it's, time. It's, it's a totally different ballgame you're talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, so, you know what? I, I'm with you. I, yes, I think you are the smartest person. He <laughs> <laughs> delegates things out. Like I, you know, I, I, I see your logic, but I, I, I don't agree, but I do see your logic. Um, I think he's in business used to delegating these things out and delegating these things out to the people that are sitting right next to him. He trusts them. But the problem is, and and the very reason why, to answer the the, the overlooming question, why don't you run the government like a business? Because you can do... Uh, you can do things in business that you cannot do when you're talking about representing this many people over this amount of real estate. It's, you can't have, like you say, your son going to meet with Russian officials when you're trying to run for president because even if, even if it's all innocent, it's above board, nothing happens. 
just the appearance of impropriety really is enough to derail most candidates. But don't you think Hillary had opposition research going on all over the place? Oh, I'm sure. But you know what? But you're but, right. But, but it would have been a professional politician but, 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 knows how to do it. No, but it would have been. It, but it would have been a professional opposition researcher that is oh. not. Directly, directly connected. It wasn't Chelsea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He wasn't Chelsea. Chelsea. It's not Chelsea. Like Nor did not even Bill. know how. I find that hard to believe, though, Dave, yeah, yeah. because well, I don't. he. Why would? Why do you think that he would only have his son and daughter and son-in-law in the business that he has? You're going to tell me that he doesn't have people that aren't related to him able to go out and do research. Somewhat, but I think that he trusts them more than others. So he picked the three highest people who were involved in his campaign. They know nothing and about sent them to meet right. with the Russians. Say was smart. Meeting with the Russians isn't even my biggest problem. My biggest problem is that this has been a story for over a year, and they just never disclosed it. And you would not forget that meeting. You just would not forget it. Well, yeah. I, like I said, even if you, even if you it was got, the worst cover-up ever. Like I said, even if you I'm got in a room and she was just talking nonsense, even if, even if, like I say, I'm I'm willing to say, even if you took the meeting, <coughs> excuse me, you got in the room. And she was just talking nonsense, and you're like, okay, this is crazy. So nothing booger Willie Hillary. But the fact that you're sending those three people that are that close to you to have that meeting is the problem. It's whether or not anything came out of the meeting kind of is immaterial. But you have to be smarter than that. But beyond that, you to run the country, the don't you? None but of them reported it. If, if nothing came of it, that's, that's if she cool. was an idiot, then report it and go, yeah, we had this meeting, mm -hmm. you know, here's what happened, nothing. How do you how, how do you on. prove you're a U.S. citizen? You show your birth certificate, right? Yeah. How do you prove that you're pretty much clean from all this Russian collusion? You step up, you have a press conference, and you just say there's nothing going on. You don't continue to hide it through tweets and, and you know, trying to try cyber Trying to misdirect. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and trying to throw stuff towards She's She's lost the race. She's out of it. And she, she plays no part. I mean, I'm sure there's something about behind the scenes she can probably do that we don't know about. But overall, if there's nothing to hide, then be transparent at this point. And you, yeah. you could not forget any anything involving the Russians at this point. If you were in the Trump administration, you better get that shit out now. Put it out there, especially. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I'm not there. saying that they didn't make a mistake, but I'm still going to say, like everything else they brought up, is it really criminal? Is it an impeachable offense? I don't see it. I think they are trying to drive his son out 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 of the picture and out of the office, and. Some other people, it, they want him gone. It leads me to believe that there is something that is impeachable in there. Otherwise, you would have already, all three of the top people in the campaign went to the meeting. We'll None see. of them put it well, out Well, I, I think they thought there was something there. But it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. The, the point would be, especially since it's been such a huge story, if there was nothing there, then you would put it out right away. Since we've been talking about it for a year, I go, yeah, you'll t I'll tell you what. One time this crazy chick hit me up and said I got a whole bunch of dirt, turned out to be nothing. Here's the email. All right, big deal. I actually bared through two hours of CNN just to see if they would run <laughs> another story. And in two hours, CNN did not run another story. They brought in person after person after person after person to comment on the same dang thing. All I ended up with was a headache trying to watch the damn thing. I don't think that this is necessarily a criminal offense. What I do think is it leads me to believe that there were criminal offenses that happened uh, because of the way that they are handled. Yeah, handled. Uh, it, makes you, it makes you think that something happened. Mm -hmm. And I also think the fact that we're, we're not going to know what the special prosecutor knows. They're not going to put all that out. Well, you know? I, and they, they have a reason for investigating. And there have been a lot of people very close in the DOJ who have said, no, it, there's, there's more here than... Well, and they won't yeah. let them. They they keep yeah. trying to stop the process. You yeah. know, they've already made. You know, they're not meeting deadlines, not turning over information, and well, now he's thinking know, about firing them. They yeah, the yeah, and everybody, everybody <laughs> has told him how bad of an idea that oh, is. That would just be idiotic. Well, I think he learned very well from Hillary, though, didn't he? What's that? 
I think he learned very well from Hillary. How did he Hillary learn used to try to stop the process all the time, too. Well, Bill didn't fire Ken Starr. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I suppose he could have, but he didn't. He went through the, he went through the impeachment process, and yeah. it just, he just didn't get thrown out of office. Right. Well, I'm not talking about Bill, I'm talking about Hillary. Yeah. Well, again, she didn't win the election, so why no, are we but, still but, talking but, about her? Because it's the same damn thing. Okay, I, she I, didn't I, I win really the election, though. She's not in office. But it's she the has same no damn influence thing. at this point. It, right. There's no influence right. on, on, the, on the entire country <laughs> when she hasn't won the election. She's not the president. They they yeah, I do have a couple of her. I got a couple of things they that I want be, to. But she's not president. I got a couple of things I want to read here. These are some of the... Uh, defenses, um, I, I like to just say excuses, that people threw out for uh, Donald Trump Jr. and his behavior Are with this ever changing defenses? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so the, <laughs> the number one uh, reason, not in any particular order, but number one, uh, that Donald Trump Jr. is he's young. Yeah. yeah. So is this like John Stewart on the Comedy Channel there, where you do the top ten? Um, well, uh, this is a top ten, but it, but, it's, but, it, but hey, but it ain't funny. <laughs> you know? So one. So we're gonna listen to the top. Yes. So so he's young. Uh, that was the first one. Uh, two. Uh, the Secret Service didn't stop it, which is just <laughs> stupid. Uh, Loretta Lynch let the Russian lawyer into the U.S. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it didn't yield any useful information. Um, uh, it's not collusion unless uh, it's extensive or planned, which is uh, wrong. Well, it's not collusion. You don't violate campaign finance rules unless you get something of value, is the legal argument about it. So the, what they would say is the biggest thing they were trying to nail it on would have been violating campaign finance laws, mm -hmm. and if the argument is nothing of value came out of it, then you don't technically violate the law. So that would be the legal defense. But I say, I, I won't even read through all the rest of them except for uh, this next one, which was the, uh, and I cannot pronounce her last name. Uh, it's a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, not, was not a government lawyer, she was a lobbyist. <laughs> I was like, this. It like the excuses kept getting more pathetic as I was reading them. I was just like, I'm like, really, uh, is is this? Okay, well, she, so well, she was admitted into the country to lobby I, I, on that first visa. Except for the fact that her husband is in the Russian government and she denied having any relation to the Russian government. I'm just all. saying that's why yeah, they're excuses. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Now they're just, they're all lying. Yeah, it's yeah. Just silly. yeah and, and I guess, so, okay. So, here's, here's, here's my question. So, the biggest thing that I, that I've kind of heard in opposition to the idiocy is there's no there there and uh, if there's no there there um, stop talking about impeachment my problem is if there's no there there which I don't believe I do believe like you say I do believe that there's there are there there will be nefarious things that will become uncovered. I really do believe that. But if 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 nothing else, the level of stupid that we're seeing, I've like I've just never seen, except for maybe Watergate. I've just never seen this level of stupid. And why? Is the American public tolerating it at all? You know, <laughs> I just I don't understand why more people aren't up in arms about. Okay, well, I was looking at that thing. They were talking about his uh, Trump's uh, approval rating. And it was like at like twenty four percent or something. It's thirty six percent. That was a Washington. Well, it was twenty four percent about certain questions. That's the Washington right. Post New York but it was. But but still, I I think that um, 
even if you do a cumulative of of his of his of his approval polls, um, they don't go above forty percent. I mean, <laughs> even among his own party, uh, if nobody likes the guy, he's continually doing stupid things and. Everybody around him is getting caught doing stupid, borderline illegal things. Why is the American public not more up in arms about this? I got the answer to that. Go for it. They're worn out. They are literally worn out because this has been pounded on since the day he got in office. And it's been story after story after story after story. And they're starting to tune out, and their statistics have proved this. They're tuning out the media, they're tuning out the papers, they're tired of hearing about it, and they've tuned it out. They don't see that as, they don't see that as important. They see, and especially in the middle of America, the, 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 the coast are a different animal, but the majority of the country is tired of hearing about it. They want to see progress in government, they want to see things happening, they want to see our Congress do things, they want to see our President do things, and they kind of feel like all this just keeps going up for worse. And that's, there has, surveys show that on a high percentage. They may not like him, but they're tired of this. They're tired of this constant thing coming at them. And they're just worn out by it. They're tuned it out. You know, we have short memories. And, and, and when you beat us up for a while, we just tuned it out. And that, to me, is, is the problem with the American electorate. If, if that's the case, um, and I don't really think it is. You know, if that's the case, we are uh, we are a punk ass electorate because. Go ahead. I see. I, I see that. I see it <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with with what he's saying in regards to being worn out. I think they're worn out about the Russia stuff. Um, I think we're just worn out with politics. Period. At this point, um, but also I think we. Honestly, have just gotten to a point. Personally, I just think we just don't trust the government overall anymore. Period. Uh, I think there's just been a lack of trust now. So they if, lack. We lack trust in them. We, we oh, lack trust in government. Yeah, we, we're, we're sick of. Them. Yeah, we're tired so of the BS. I think he was elected on the premise that he would do a better job. He's not a politician, so maybe we can trust a businessman more than we can trust a politician. And now it's still politics as usual. Now, so where do you turn? Yeah. So it's still be he's he's still a puppeteer, you know. He's he's still being a puppet. It's still politics as usual. It's still we don't really truly know what's going on. Are we do we have health care? Do we not health care? Have health care? Do we do we, we have any tax reform coming? <laughs> what's yeah. happening? Not is the middle class going to get saved, or are they going to become poor? Is it just going to be rich or poor? What is it, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like people are just com completely confused. I also think there hasn't been. A, a Watergate-type bombshell yet. I mean, this is as close as we've gotten, and this is, this is the biggest news yet. Yeah. But it's, Not Watergate. Still, it's, still, it's still a little muddled. Yeah. If they come out, if you were to fire the special prosecutor and, and, you know, the head of the FBI again, who they just got a new one, you know, and do all that kind of stuff, then I think you'd see people really up in arms. And... You know, you got to remember in Watergate they had tapes. Yeah, <laughs> Nixon on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane yeah, yeah. illegal things. Yeah, on tape saying stupid stuff. I mean, even he was a true moron. To know that there's a taping system going on and you're having conversations about illegal stuff. <laughs> and no, that's just dumb. Yeah, that's brave. Dumb and brave. Dumb and brave. Right. But Jeez. you know. Well, I know that although people are tired of everybody throwing shots at him for the whole Russia thing. Most of the reason that his followers or his people who voted for him like him so much is because he's quote unquote more of a real type president. He he doesn't just wait for approval for all of his tweets. He takes shot at the media, lets them know that oh, they're fake news, all that stuff. He doesn't just sit back and wait for, like he doesn't just take everything. The proper channels. Yeah. He, yeah. He, He's a, bomb, he's a little bit of a bomb throw. Yes, most of his tweets he probably shouldn't tweet, and most things he probably shouldn't yeah. say. But I think that's why people like him so much, is he's more relatable. I think he's a classic distractor. Anytime yeah. bad news comes out, he throws out something against the media. There's always something else. It's, it's always the media, no matter what 
I think right. he likes the attention too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, yeah, he's always done that. Ultimately, he's he he is a classic egomaniac. Yeah. He's. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean textbook egomaniac. And uh, he loves the attention. He loves every time somebody says his name. And if somebody says his name in a good way, he's all praises and smiles. If somebody says his name in a bad way, you know, like he 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 always says he's a counterpuncher. Uh, to me, that's just uh, a petulant child because cause that's how kids react. You know, you you know you. You you hit me, I hit you back, you know. And that, uh, honestly, I think what most Americans really want, honestly, is an adult in the room. Like I think they're, I think they're, and and I will say, not just Trump. I think it it goes over years. I think they're tired of the childish behavior. Period. Like you're two parties. Yeah, from both parties. Yeah, I think. These are grown-ups that are supposed to be representing millions and millions of people, but they're sandbox fighting and <laughs> instead of governing. Well, and and I think people I think people are tired of that. Well, you can go back to the Obama administration when you have Pelosi and Reid, then you have McConnell and and Boehner, and it was just. All the time, they, they stand up the podium and beat down the other side, or, or this or that, and you, you, you do, you just, you do get disjointed after a while. You just, you know, they're coming up constantly saying stuff that you know is just off the chart stupid, or not relevant to what, how we're living our lives out here, or we can't help but get the feeling they're totally disconnected from us and what we're trying to achieve on our daily basis. Yeah. And and we really get, we have a. We have a few. I, I look at, at Senator Moran, who's out there always having meetings and everything else. I've been a couple of town halls. I mean, that dude's out there really trying. Then you got Pat Roberts, who never shows up in Kansas. You know, and so you know this. This you know, you look at Pat Roberts and say that guy's a jackass. You look at Moran and say, you know, that guy's actually out here talking to folks. He's trying to connect. So there's your your difference between politicians right there. I think it's always very hard when somebody says. Well, with the stuff that we're trying to get done. Well, they're trying to do different things. I mean, very different things. That's why nothing is done. Yeah. You know, you can't alienate your base. We won't win re-election. That's just Well, that's happens. it. That's it. And it's all that, about how can I get re-elected. And honestly, this is a Republican problem because mm -hmm. you have a divided Republican Party. You have half of them who look at the health care bill and go, it doesn't go far enough. Because I told my crazy ass Tea Party people that you know I would get rid of all government health care, and then you have a whole bunch of others from Democratic states going, no, we can't have 21 million people lose their health insurance. This doesn't. The Democrats work. get together yeah. and they and they fight. The Republicans get elected and they don't necessarily put up a fight. They just get elected. Well, there's two. There's two Republican parties, I guess is my. Well, there's two or three. There's a modern Republican Party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I would say there's almost three of them. And none, they never get along. You know, they, they can't stop in fighting long the enough. The Democrats are more united than the Republicans. I think that would be the best way to say it. Although they do have to say, I mean, they have said recently that a lot of people don't know what the Democrats stand for anymore. Well, they have a so, problem, too. They, yeah. they have a failure there. Yeah. Like, they, may, they may all agree, but nobody knows what they're agreeing on. Yeah, yeah. But they do stand together. Both parties have an inherent contradiction in their own philosophies. Where Democrats say, give me all your money, that would be awesome, but you can do anything you want socially, that's kick-ass. You know, when the Republicans go, no, you can keep your money, but I'm going to tell you what you can do in your bedroom. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I, I think with that, <laughs> I think you have said a mouthful, and, uh, and, uh, We'll definitely have to address our party system on uh, on a on a another podcast on, on an episode. That was a good discussion, up, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that may be the best place to put a pin in this discussion. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www americathemixtape.com a cipher on American politics, society, and culture and 
Where did I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us. Purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. Okay, and we are back. And uh, before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about today's sugar honey iced tea. And the, that, for those that don't know, are things that I, or a member of the group, um, found that are really cool, aka this shit. Um, and today's sugar honey iced tea is Game of Thrones. I personally was super happy Game of Thrones came back. Um, I am definitely... Wait, what movie were we watching? It's a movie we both like. And you're like, oh, wait, um, um, Game of Thrones is coming on. Oh, uh, yeah, what were we watching? Because it really... At, at, oh, so, Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was like the, the first Fast and Furious. And uh, we were watching it, and, and it was getting to... Actually, getting to, to the good part. And uh, I was like, oh, it's 8 o'clock. Game of Thrones is on. <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> yeah, no, no care whatsoever about that movie anymore. Um, so, I don't know how many people at the table, uh, other than... Uh, I myself and the anonymous female that actually watch Game of Thrones regularly. I haven't even watched it once. It's on Netflix. Uh, no, it's, it's on, on HBO. 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 Yeah. It's on HBO. Okay, I gotta go yeah. check. I thought it was on Netflix. Yeah, I think Amazon Prime probably. has the past seasons because they have a deal with HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they. Um, yeah, you definitely have to start Be season part. one, episode oh, one, because you characters. miss a lot. Oh, yeah. Never watched an episode. Well, you have to be okay with a lot of things that most people aren't okay with. I'm so. okay. I'm okay. okay with you gotta be okay with a little. Gotta be okay with it. Well, first, first, I mean, you kind of gotta like, kind of like that, kind of. Uh, fantasy, sci-fi, like genre. Well, it's yeah, really yeah. medieval. I yeah, mean, yeah, it really medieval. is kind of medieval. It's kind of a medieval yeah, fantasy. Medieval wasn't pretty now. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and no. this is and not. This is not, 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 it's not pretty at all. Uh, that blonde's not bad. Uh, so, really let's see, she here you go. Chris probably liked it, but yeah, that's so, different. But I say, yeah. So, uh, what have we learned so far about Game of Thrones? Uh, Chris likes Khaleesi. So, um, so, uh, anybody out there in podcast land who is going to be, uh, listening to this and has not seen episode one of Game of Thrones, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, uh, you can stop this now if you want to. Otherwise, uh, we're probably going to say some things that's going to spoil episode one of this season for you, but, um, it, it, it opens the way I want a Game of Thrones episode to open, uh, with... Did you watch it? With uh, with an entire room of people being murdered, it was it was amazing. <laughs> it was, oh yes, it was lovely. <laughs> yeah, no, because we yeah. actually yeah, knew who was it. doing it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, uh, very quickly, uh, for anybody out there who's not watched Game of Thrones, there are several um, houses or families that all feel that they have some legitimate claim to the, they call it the... There's seven kingdoms. Yeah, they call it the throne of the seven kingdoms. Yeah. Or, or the Iron Throne, um, which is literally a throne made up of the swords, swords. the swords of, of dead enemies. So, currently sitting on that throne is the Lannister family. Uh, headed by uh, Cersei Lannister, who is uh, a crazy. Uh, I was gonna say ruthless. I was gonna say ruthless. Yeah, but, she, but, yeah but, ruthless but, is probably a better word. She's yeah. not does, crazy. Does she have orange hair? Uh, she, back this way? Uh, no, no, she uh, female and she's yeah, okay. She's a she. She is the no, queen. Yeah, she is ruthless <laughs> to say the least. Uh, we're not gonna touch that. We're not gonna touch that at all, Chris. Um, she is ruthless to say the least, and her family is ruthless. Uh, all but one. All, yeah, all but one. And so well, the Lannisters are the richest of the families. Then you have the. And they're the best at. Um, um, they, 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 war. They have, yeah, they have the largest army and, uh, and everything else. And, and they currently are the ones who actually sit on the throne now. But they kind of got there through some um, 
unsavory, nefarious some ways. nefarious ways and unsavory well, do, do they ever have drafts to try to achieve parity? Um, no, this is basically... No. This is medieval we're, times yeah. where you oh, killed okay. people yeah. because they said, oh, I want to be king. They're, they're, they're going to plot... Parody's good in the They're going to plot until somebody kills everybody and sits on the throne. That's what's going to happen. It sounds, it sounds so horrible that yeah. we like this uh, show. This show is amazing. <laughs> so, so you have the Lannisters, and then, uh, then you have the Starks. Um, so, it, try to... You don't need to go into it because, I mean, you're going to give too much away any, by anything yeah. you say. Well, I'm just trying to... Trying it was to just it. a good episode. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. really rounded out where everybody was at yeah. at that point It had to be time. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My phone was blowing up at the head. Oh, did you yeah. watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. I never watched yeah. one yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it good. It was good. good. And, and we were already speculating so, where it was going to go. So, so was it last season with the Red Wedding or season four? Oh, gosh. That was like three seasons ago. Okay. So I will say, because it was a few seasons back, um, there was a episode uh, called The Red Wedding. Um, so it's horrible. It's a horrible. <laughs> there are some. You know these. Um, this series is based on books, mm -hmm. and there were people that had read the books that were just waiting for that episode. Oh, because so, they knew the people that had never read them were going to be for, Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, there were people that said they were never going to watch the show again. How horrible HBO was! How horrible the writer was! How could you ever do that kind of stuff? Yeah, it was, and I mean, it was it was nuts. Yeah. So we were both like, <gasps> so okay. So with the red wedding, um, the Stark family uh, is trying to make allies with with another castle, another household, and so they go. There's going to be a wedding there, and. Uh, and the ruler of that house betrays the Stark army and murders an entire room full of at least at least a hundred people. Like like violently swords and gut murders a room full of people. So it's just washed in blood. So the the red wedding. Uh, what makes it horrible is this is not soldiers only. This is women. This is children. This is pregnant women. And they're stabbing pregnant women in the stomach. Like, it was wildly horrible to watch. That's what I mean. You have to be, like, okay with things that are not so, socially acceptable. So what you're saying, intermarriages between the clans is not necessarily a good idea. Uh, it it, well, it they, it's can just be, like, you know, it yeah. can be really horrible. Yeah. You know, because cause there's been a couple of intermarriages that have been really horrible. Um, either way it goes, uh, the... This season starts where the Red Wedding happened. And there's a character that can take on the appearance of, of anybody. And she, I will say that, um, in the disguise of the head of that manor, an old man, um, says she's going to do a banquet uh, rewarding the soldiers for the, their service and loyalty and all of that. And so they, they raise a toast and uh, poisons everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, right after the opening credits, scene one. <laughs> and, and it only gets better from there. Uh, so if you haven't been uh, watching Game of Thrones, uh, you may want to go back. I wonder if it goes on, comes on like four o'clock when I get up. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure. Well, I gotta it's, check that. I'm out. sure you can find that on HBO. Kind of I'm, I'm gonna watch too. that in the morning. It'll set my day off. Right. <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy too because it's on on Sunday night. <laughs> I know you've gone. To, you've gone to church. You've done all these really, and then you come home and you're watching the entire room full of people get murdered. And then, you, uh, then you go back to church on Monday. <laughs> I think there's seven seasons. Yeah, and wow. this is season <laughs> six or is, seven. I think yeah. this is seven. Wow. Yeah. I think. So, um, so if you haven't watched it, uh, Game of Thrones is the shit, and you should probably go and check it out. Them people need to seriously reproduce, and there ain't gonna be nobody left. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will. I, I will say uh, it's, it's medieval. Uh, it's 
it's medieval with a fantasy component. Uh, there's also dragons uh, uh, that are controlled by Chris's favorite character, uh, Khaleesi. Uh, who, is a, a who, who is a very unassuming, uh, very, very, very attractive, <laughs> unassuming, very attractive, unassuming little lady. Um, but uh, she is the mother of dragons. She she controls she controls several kingdoms at this point, and it has three dragons to to boot. So would love to have a fourth dragon with her. What's a medieval fortune, right? Find out. Uh, so anyway, with all that, um, that is this week's Sugar on the Ice Tea, and I kind of think it's the shit. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast, and I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.